Hello, hello, hello. You are now listening to The Raw Collection. I'm your host, Angela Pennyfeather. We are continuing our Women's History Month series celebrating women in fashion and retail. Today's guest is Leah Wu, co-founder and CEO of Shop Shops, the first U.S.-based global live stream shopping app for fashion, beauty, and lifestyle products. But her journey didn't start there, and I'm really intrigued for you all to meet the woman who has raised over $20 million for her startup. Welcome, Leah. Hello, hello. Hi, everyone. Hi, Angela. Nice to speak with you. Nice to speak with you, too, as well. I I really want to go and start with, what was your initial pitch for Shop Shops? Like, do you oh, my God. That? The, wow, so long ago. The first pitch, I wouldn't even call it a pitch. It was an idea on a piece of paper, and mm-hmm. it was basically trying to build what I couldn't summarize at the time, but almost saying a Yelp version for shopping, taking people to shop when you travel. So it was like drawing maps, getting to the cities. So destination, that was that was sort of the pitch. <laughs> Quite interesting, Yelp for shopping. I like that. Would you change your pitch knowing what you know now? I wouldn't. I'm a person who don't really look back in terms of what would have done differently because I don't think we get that chance. Right, which is true. And I feel like, I don't know, like nowadays I feel like everything is social. People are going to DMs to pitch something. You know, do you feel like that's a useful way to pitch or are you kind of old school with it? I think that I think the opportunity is whatever way you have. Mm-hmm. If it's DM, go for it. If it's stalking someone in the elevator, <laughs> go for it. I also think it's very important to join a community that you're focused on. I think for me at the time was really getting into an incubator. It's called XRC Labs. And then also getting into like a community who really care about what I'm trying to build. And then you're able to find the right people. They would listen to your ideas. I do feel like if you have that community um, or circle of friends, you get your pitch polished multiple times because you have to pitch your friends first and your family, then then people that you meet on the street that are interested in the topic. So you get better and better at it. So I would say do whatever way it takes. It doesn't matter what traditional or the new format. Right. And I I 100% agree with you with community. Has anyone ever slid into your DMs to pitch something to you? If if I say yes all the time, basically, (laughs) (laughs) I guess it's on LinkedIn most often. And then I also receive something from Instagram sometimes. It's it's where I get pitched a lot or customer service information request a lot Mm -hmm. on both channels. Now, I've been feeling this way, I think, since I've started this podcast as an entrepreneur, that it can be a little lonely because you don't have that team or that community when you're not an entrepreneur, you have that corporate setting. Yeah. Did you feel like that in the beginning? Oh, totally. And totally. how did you like overcome that? Or what did you use as inspiration to keep going? That's two very hard questions to answer. I think the community is easier to answer is to, I guess it's a little looking for what I was missing, what I don't have. Mm-hmm. For example, I have zero tech background and have zero VC background. Therefore, I think when I first started pitching ideas, I've been talking to 
different friends, friends' husband, what friends' wives that are either tech or product or from the venture capital world. I think it's just like talking to people who you feel like they would know more than you do on these specific areas. And then basically, I mean, obviously, they're more friends are more eager to help, and then they will help with whatever inside information that they have. And then I just we just learn throughout that experience. And then also looking for, I would actually really for for a lot of the entrepreneur, if you don't have like a network yet, go out to try to find networking opportunities.、Mm-hmm. I think that's what I did. Basically, talking to strangers, but with tech backgrounds or networking opportunities in the tech space, was sort of how I started with building the initial networks. So. So for some people that start in the business, you know, funding might be their biggest challenge. Can you share what was your biggest challenge with starting Shop Shops? I founded Shop Shops in the early days myself because I had done different business previously, so I was able to kick it off in the beginning with the idea. I think for the hardest part in the early days, really being. Not sure I am on the right path, or this is just another, this is just another wild idea or dream that I had. So、right. I think it was the uncertainty itself was one of the challenge. I think the other thing I would say is like with no specific area of network. That when you start, you're very much alone by yourself, and the, who are the right talent to look for. Who should I onboard? How do I approach these people? I think like building a team, even if it's a three or five person team from scratch, is also very was also the challenge itself to start. Right. And what do you feel like now? What do you use now as your motivation to keep going and keep that drive? I've always believed what I'm doing is the future of shopping. Yeah. And I think that's sort of the drive behind the twenty four seven work. I and I also think I really truly passionately love what I'm doing. So even if it's hard every day, I will sort of on the hard days especially remember why I started it in the sense that oh my god I love shopping and I love like sharing the information of what's fun, what's cool, what are the great deals in different locations. I think that's what I sort of. Enjoyed all along, and doing what I love to do. I guess it's the most most multi motivating thing for me. Right, I love that you have to keep remembering your why. I think that's really important. You know, let's talk about the future of shopping and fashion. Do you feel like shop shops came out as a need or a desire? I would answer that question as a desire. I think fashion, to be very honest, it's never really a need. It's more of what we are looking for different experiences. We are looking for creativeness, and that's how I feel fashion for me is. It's 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 a need when you when you are looking for different. Type of sensation or different type of fulfillment. So、mm-hmm. I do feel like it's not the immediate needs, but it's more of definitely the desire. So I would say shop shops came as a desire to build or create something that could better share shopping information. I think that might be the way to say it. Okay, 
And what did you feel like, it, was there a specific moment that you felt like, okay, what I have is something really cool, is something really valuable that everyone in the entire world needs to be a part of? I think the first 15 minutes into our first live stream ever mm-hmm. as a show, and I was not really the host at the time, but I was sitting in, I was sitting in front of my computer. I was sort of like managing the show on the computer. I think that was the moment I was like, oh my God, this is what <laughs> I have been sort of trying to tell people, but can't able to really explain in words well. Yeah. It's like, how can you mimic that offline shopping experience the magic of like when you walk into a store you hear the sound and the music in the store and then you get to see the displays you can walk around the stores and pick up things and then also you can communicate and talk to the salesperson or the store owner itself I think is that direct translation of the offline shopping can be best mimicked online and that was sort of the the 15 minutes into the first show we ever did, like phone was dropping on the floor. We were like looking, hold this reality mess via via live stream. And right. that was the moment I was like, oh my God, this is sort of the future or this is sort of how I would love to shop if I couldn't be there. And that's the moment I believe we're on something very different than anyone else is doing. I love that. And I love how I could just hear that excitement and passion still. <laughs> Yes. Well, what do you think, you know, let's talk about offline shopping. What do you think current retailers, brick and mortar stores are lacking? If any. Well, I'm not sure if you have, have you shopped recently around any area in New York or LA? I have too. And I think it's boring. It is really boring. It used to be so, well, I, I think before COVID, there was a lot of other creative vibes on the street yeah. or on the stores and the retailers, you're able to see different things, different designs or different like that you can get you can get inspired from yeah. shopping itself. Right now everything looks very uniformed. Yeah. I just walked by. Oh my God, your your show is not sponsored by Macy's in any yeah. I walked by Macy's from from way to my office and then I was looking at the window display and I was it, it looks so sad. Yep. Comparing to, I would say, pre-COVID when that window display was one of the excitement or highlight when you get to New York. Now, when I looked at the window specific display and I was like, oh my God, what happened? Like, this is not how we imagine shopping should look like. So I really hope the retail will come back to what it was before. So I have to agree with you on that point because I remember probably maybe 20 years ago when I was a teenager and I would frequently go down the Avenue, Fifth Avenue, and I remember getting inspired. And I remember having that sense of love and admiration for the windows and what people yeah. were wearing. And it was just like, oh my God, I can't wait till I get older and I can buy these clothes and feel that. And now, you know, when you're older, you're like, okay, it does feel a little stagnant. We hope that, you know, retail leaders find a way to re-energize it because it starts with the windows. Like there's magic that's supposed to happen there to lure people into the store. Yes, I think it will come back. I think it's just the... I think it's just sort of just like any stock market, it will go down and it will go up. And I do feel like we will start seeing creative energies coming 
not sure if it's in New York or other locations, but I do feel like the offline retail or offline shopping experience will not die because I think a very important part of it is that human connections, mm-hmm. which is probably the only thing that's irreplaceable by by robots. I do think I do think the human connection when you walk into the store and then when you hear that music and the different merchandising assortment and then meet the owners, hear store. I think those are the pieces of shopping memory and then also the entertainment itself is really being being inspired and then also be able to build a relationship with with that experience itself. Yeah. You mentioned robots, which is really funny because <laughs> I don't know if you heard or like there's a restaurant in New York City that is operated by robots. They they replace the servers. For some I have reason, not been. <laughs> for some reason I feel like in the next 50 years that might be what might replace a lot of sales associates in these stores, robots, where I think, <sighs> I feel like that might be the future. That's just my thoughts. I don't know. Well, how about let, let's like, let, let shop shops live streaming replace the robot. Exactly. <laughs> we can use, when use a real person that can speak, answer as well, curate, entertain yep. hundreds at a time, instead of, instead of working into the store, you get to experience the store while sitting at home. Exactly. Now let's talk about this person, the host that handles shop shops or what does one need or what are you looking for to be a host for shop shops? Passion. I think that's the first thing. We are looking for person, people who are really passionate, passion and shopping, or Mm -hmm. I guess more importantly, have a really sense of a, a strong sales ability, but also a very strong passion to share that information with others. I think that's what we've seen success in our, where that they truly, really love what they're doing. And a lot of the time that excitement is shared and shown in our shows because they get to do our live stream sometimes run four hours. So imagine a person that has to stand in front of a phone and a tripod and moving around in the stores featuring different products for four hours long. It's yeah. not an easy job. It's probably harder than sales associates because you're sort of imagining that customers invisibly on the other side of the phone and through text messages, being able to communicate and eventually really become friends with that person. So I do feel like that's the the strong passion about sharing information, sharing that experience. I mean, that does make a lot of sense. Four hours is is crucial timing. And so they do have to have that energy on, I feel like a thousand percent. I did get an Instagram question for you. How can one sign up to be a host? Oh, very easy. She can definitely DM us on Instagram or or he or she can definitely do that. And then also apply on, on our web shop shops live.com. So there you have it. There those are the two ways. <clears throat> those are the two ways to sign up. Now, when it comes to shop shops, it's a female founded and led company. And now can you say a percentage of how many how many how many women sit? within your staff, within your team, like the percentage wise? I would say 70% are female and 30% are male. Um, And mostly our management team, I think it's also more female. Is there a specific reason that drew you to hire women mainly? No, I don't 
have a specific reason. I think I hire based on experience, not passion for what we're trying to build. And I do think I'm not, I'm more towards equality of opportunity. And I do somehow lens on more females team members, because I do think that we have a stronger sense of understanding shopping experience itself is it's like likely to find male that understands our definition of experiential shopping it's not it's it's sort of like why we i mean at least for me as a woman i would go to a store and browse and not really looking for anything and i think it's sort of less percentage of males does that they're more like oh i'm looking for pens but I'm going to the pen section directly and so I think that's might be the like that might be the main reason because I do feel that most females are understanding how female shop more yeah. than a male does yes for sure let's say five to ten years from now where do you see shop shops more from an organization standpoint and also from the brand too as well. Five or 10 years from now, I see shop shops as, well, this is at least the dream state we hope we are, is we are at every airport, we're on everyone's phone. And when you turn on shop shops, you will be able to feel like you're transported to a different shopping destination. And then you can also use shop shops when you travel and looking for the experience, the store or the friend that you made via shop shops that can take you around and help you in the city to look for cool stores and shopping experience. I think that's sort of how I always position or imagine shop shops will be. We're not just an online live stream shopping platform, but we're really looking to deliver the 360 shopping experience, both online and offline. Yeah, I have to say, I don't know if you remember, Leah, but we collaborated with Shop Shops when I was working with Fifth Avenue and yes. for Fashion Week. And so there was so much engagement with the activation that we did, really getting people to understand Shop Shops, number one. But doing the activation and it allowed me to understand because I, I never heard of the brand. And when I was able to get a better understanding and see it, I'm like, this is really cool. Like to be able to do something. And I especially think, especially during the pandemic where people just didn't want to be in store. And maybe some people are still having that moment too of not being in store. There's other methods to still enjoy that experience because shopping is really something fun. And I think a lot of people have been more of that, oh, I dread it. Oh, I don't want to deal with the hassle. <laughs> but it can be really fun. And I think that that's what Shop Shops is bringing to light, the fun of shopping again. And so, And then also the fun of shopping discovery around the world out of your comfort zone. So I think one thing that I'm super proud of is that we are able to bring Madrid, Milan, Tokyo, Shanghai, in, in the sense that to the audience who are really don't have the opportunity to travel to that destination on a daily basis, yeah. or even New York, LA, for some of us who doesn't live in New York, a daily base, yeah. it, it is the, the, the pleasure or it is the, I think it's just the fun and treasure part where you get to experience that vibe. And then also access that different type of source, different type of product. And uh, that's, I think that's what motivates all shop shoppers every day. Mm -hmm. Is there a difference in the way that the American consumer shops versus the Chinese? 
That's a very good question. I think they are very similar, at least from the target audience that we are servicing. Female, 25 to 55 is currently our core viewers and shoppers. I see very similar behavior. I think that although with language difference or a little bit cultural background difference, but I think that desire to be entertained and get into a store, to be inspired, to make a friend during live stream and communicate with strangers, even sometimes fight over an item that's like very the last one in store and everybody is like fighting for that one last item. All these very interactive memory building behavior is the same. So I will, I wouldn't very much say the U.S. and the Chinese consumer are different. I think in most of the sense, I think we all desire the same thing. It's to be, to be entertained and build connections with other people. For sure. Definitely. Where, you know, if you look back at your trajectory, your career trajectory, you know, do you feel like you're at the point where you are, where you are right now? Or do you feel like, Leah, there's still some more things I want to accomplish? There are still a lot other things that I would like <laughs> to accomplish. <laughs> I, I had a design brand when I was, when I when I was in Beijing 2009 for about several years before I started Shop Shops. And then I think with Shop Shops, I always still have that itch of going back to that design, being just being creative and creative and don't have to do math all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but that sort of, I still love design, fashion, creating new items or fashionable items is still a very strong part of me. I don't see myself going back there yet, but definitely something I wanted to sort of revisit uh, again. I also love architecture, interior design. So if I don't be a fashion designer, I might train myself into, I don't know, interior designer. I don't know. There's a lot of things that I want to explore and continue to try. And I'm always 29 as most of my team members and my friends know including my kids that mom is forever 29 so I still have many years ahead of me that I can try different things I love that and I love that you're keeping your options and these opportunities open you know it's like let's see what else is new let's see what else I can explore and I love that so we do have (laughs) another Instagram question which is I think a great question where does Shop Shops, the name for Shop Shops, come from? The name of Shop Shops came from Chop Chops. We, I was trying to figure out how I can put two words together because we're really trying to express how do you shop the offline shops, right? So yes. whenever I was trying to repeat that, it was like, how do you define shop and then shops differently because they're the same word? And I was like, okay, why don't we just combine it? And then for the first time, I was trying to tell someone a brand is called Shop Shops. And that person was like, Chop Chops? I was like, no, (laughs) Shop Shops. And so it sticked. It was a fun thing that, I mean, I guess Chop Chops, if you get think about that, then you can think about Shop Shops too. That would be perfect. I love it. All right. So we're going to change gears now and we're going to go into our speed round where we ask our guests 10 questions where they have the option to play the fifth only once. They do not see the questions ahead of time. So Leah. Oh my God. Oh, okay. I am actually nervous. Don't be. I will say that none of our guests in the past have played the fifth. So 
there might be a little pressure on you today. Oh, but, okay. We'll see. <laughs> but I, I have faith in you. So you ready? Uh, yes. Let's do this. Okay. Online shopping or in person? In person. Are you a morning or night person? Night person. Your most luxurious item. And this can be luxurious, not in terms of price, but it can be something sentimental to you as well. Most luxurious items. Oh, this is really hard. I have a piece of dress that was from when I was nine years old. My godmom made it for me. And that's the dress I have been keeping all these years when I moved. So I do think that probably is the most luxurious item that I have so far. I love that. Are you placeable? I love it. Are you planning to do anything with the dress? Pass it down? My daughter has tried it once. She does not like it. She thinks it's too <laughs> girly. So we'll have to see how we can pass that down to her eventually. She's already outgrown the dress itself, but we'll see how I can. Maybe I need to. I have made her dresses, but then I don't know if she will treasure it as much as I did for that dress particularly. Yeah, we'll see how we can pass on to my maybe my grandkids okay. one day. One day, are you East Coast or West Coast? Which one has the better vibe for shopping? East Coast. Ooh. Oops. <laughs> I'm still a New Yorker at heart. Favorite brand that you could wear every single day? Oh, a brand you have to wear every single day and my favorite brand? Oh, these are very different. My favorite brand that I can wear every single day was my own brand a while back. It's called Wall Square. It was entirely jer- a jersey based and it was super comfortable. I can wear whenever, whatever. I still own a few pieces that I wear as pajamas at nighttime. And then the other favorite brand that I have that I can't wear every day will be Alexander McQueen. Oh, yeah. Love it. Love it. New York City or China? New York City. Now, when you wake up in the morning, what's the first thing you do? Coffee. Okay. Coffee person. Well, turn on my phone, or that's before coffee. (laughs) I know. It's something about that phone that we're like, let's just see, and then that's not our day. All right. This might stump you. Are you ready? Sure. What do you think is the most overrated brand? What I think is most overrated brand. Oh my God, there's so many out there. Mm, overrated brand. This is a hard one. I can't say anything bad <laughs> to any brand. You have the option to plead the fifth too as well. I, well, I will say I'll plead the fifth on this one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then the last one is your favorite quote to live by. This could be a quote that you use your own personal quote or something that you I have always loved opera for many many years she when I was very young I immigrated to to Vancouver Canada and that was when I was asked in class who was your super who is your superhero at the time, because of language barrier, I didn't really know what super superhero meant. But I answered opera, and everyone in the class <laughs> laughed out loud, really, really loud, and um, for, for that answer. But I do feel she is still 
sort of the inspiration that I have. And then and I think one quote from her, the biggest adventure you can ever take is to live the life of your dream. And I think that's the that's one quote I always sort of put in my notes or put in the back of my every time I'll bring it up. Like the venture that we take in life is to live the dreams of what we want to become. And I think that's the bravest thing to do as well as the most fortunate thing anyone can do. And therefore, I really think that um, I really like that quote itself. And I still think she's the super, superhero. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love the connection to that as well. I actually wrote it down too. So thank you so much for that. Thank you. And there we have it. That is our speed round. So you, did it. you survived. <laughs> yes, I did. Okay. Well, Leah, thank you so much for joining me today. And really, I feel like being that agent of change for women, especially when it comes to being a CEO, being fashion, being in tech, being a mom, you know, leadership is all around. And you found a way to bring that to the forefront and continue to motivate others. And so in honor of Leah's words that she just said, you know, it's not just opera, but it's about making sure that the biggest venture you ever take is to live the life of your dreams. Until next time, bye.